0: to talk. I am your Congressman Frank, the third most popular candidate in all the world. And along with me, as
1: always, what's up, planet Earth? I'm Bean.
0: Bean, the Charlie mobile.
1: Um, So we took a a week off here Um, and we're back
0: Um, on Friday. We went and saw uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, the new Scorsese movie. It's got DiCaprio in it and uh, De Niro. DiCaprio kills it. Like, yeah, this I think I think he had. An Oscar-worthy performance. Yeah, uh, you don't even feel like it's the he plays. Kind of a guy that's a bit um, not overly intelligent, you know, and he's, uh he's from kind of the Missouri, Oklahoma area around like World War One times. And uh, but he just, you know, I don't know. He sells it real good. Does his voice, his faces, and everything. Like you know, it's it's not. Young, cute, DiCaprio, anything like that, He's just kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, just a... I don't know, he kills it. He kills it. It's a great movie. I loved it. It's three and a half hours. It's not short.
1: Um, but uh, good movie. What have what you been up well, to? Well, isn't, isn't he one of those actors that... are those really good actors that is Oscarless? I think? Did he? Has he not won anything? I, I mean, think it's one of those weird situations where everyone's like, he's really good. Why hasn't he? He may not have won an Oscar yet. I mean, I'm trying to think of what else who'd be
0: nominated for and I can't because he's done good movies and he's done good work but you know a lot of times you feel like you're watching Leonardo DiCaprio you know he plays you know somebody that's like young and attractive and you know smart and you know he's the the kind of hero type cat where everyone's just like man I'd like to be that guy you know whatever it is you know I mean the departed
1: yeah, I don't think he got. I don't even know if he got nominated for The Departed. The, the Reverend was it the Reverend or Reverend? Oh yeah, where he got like mauled. Yeah, by a bear. I'm trying to remember if I saw that, but yeah,
0: it <laughs> was such a gruesome scene. Well, was it? Yeah, yeah, I don't think I saw it. I didn't see it. No, I remember that coming. Out. I got to see that movie. But uh, yeah, in this one though, like, I don't know. It's he's, it's a different character, and I don't know. It's I. I think he. I think he nailed it, like, especially like more it, when you hang, if you rev around um, kind of rough neck type cats from that, like Missouri to Oklahoma area, um, I mean, the accents and the, like the, the, the mannerisms and all that kind of stuff, you look, i like, I've, I know this, I've seen this like this is, this is good. This is good. Um, so that's a little happiness in the world. Uh, which, of course, there's. there's been slow news lately. Not a lot has been going on. Um, uh, did you hear about uh, something going on in Israel?
1: Yeah, I think I heard through, like, a little birdie whispered in my ear.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There's something going on. No, the... Uh, so, you know, we touched on it last time, and over the last two weeks. Um, you know, things have not settled down. It's... Uh, you know I'm always careful i try to be careful about you know wartime propaganda you know um the u s is very guilty of it all the time I'm sure Israel's guilty of it, and I know that um Hamas is guilty of it um but at the same time you know as these two weeks have gone on it's this was a- i mean this was a monstrous attack, like you know it's i think i don't want, it's not unprovoked in that of course there's been you know there's been a, a tension in the area for a long time, and there's obviously uh unhappiness about the situation with Gaza, whether, you know, is it an independent? It's you know, it's been independent for you know, this many years, but it's still technically part of Israel, but it's not, you know. And uh is it an apartheid state? Is it, you know, is it <laughs> is it Oh no, here, let me just I we'll just give you this land. It's your land now, just like you wanted, you know. And you know, I think the truth is always somewhere in between. um But yeah, so we watched some of those clips of how they went in, but there, uh, as we, as we showed the pictures that last time of like the kidnapped women, um, at this point, you know, there has been confirmation of lots of rape and murder, um, outside of military type people, you know, um, it's. You know, it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard not to say that like Hamas is, I mean, Hamas is totally in the wrong for this. They invaded and they terrorized and they murdered. Um, and I don't know. That's why news stories come out all the time. They're just more horrendous.
1: What, uh I don't know. What are some of your thoughts of the conflict? I mean, obviously, you know, it's the worst thing to hear and witness, um, Sometimes I actually just have to turn it off, but at the same time it's just like, okay, here we are again, you know, with somebody stirring the pot and and but it's like okay, who's behind who's holding on to the the ladle stirring? Yeah, know? yeah. Well, <clears throat> and according
0: to I wouldn't I didn't pull it up. Well, do I have it in my thing? Um there was this interview <clears throat> on I think it was like French television, something like that. Um, and it was when the Hamas leadership and they came out and they were just like, oh, you know, basically post 9 11, <clears throat> we pretended to like not be involved in the jihad movement and we were just chilling. It's like but the whole time we were playing this, we we're playing this the whole time, laying low. Um, actually, I do have something. Didn't they say well, they've been
1: planning this for two years?
0: Yeah, something like that. Um, but probably longer than that, but at least two years. And then, like, um, I know that and then it's been rumored that Iran has been involved in the planning since about May, which is when uh, it was announced we're going to release their six billion dollars only for humanitarian purposes. They can't spend it on anything that's not humanitarian. And they go, no, we can see what it's spent on. We can see it wasn't spent on anything else. And it's like, okay, what about the money you don't watch? Because like, now they don't need that for food or whatever. You know, they they got this other money they can spend. Knowing they got six billion in the bank coming back. Like, have you watched that? And they're like, you know, listen, guys, listen. Let's uh, and like the Biden administration has like quietly been trying to talk to uh, Qatar and be like, hey, maybe you can just like kind of freeze that money, like unofficially, just don't let them have it. Just don't let them have it and uh but they they don't want to make that a policy they don't want to do a total about face where they go nope we refreeze it with sanctions they're just like hey maybe you guys can just like help us out a little bit and not let them spend it but of course leadership of hamas is rumored to be in qatar or gutter or whatever you say these days um old salty jimmy uh i went to get the kid on the way back from school on friday and uh and he's like, "Did you hear I was in Israel?" I was like, "Nope." And I was like, "When'd you get back?" I was like, 2 a.m. that morning." I'm like, "Oh, okay." It's so like he was in Tel Aviv and checking stuff out, and Jesus. yeah, it's. Uh, he said it's not going great. <laughs> 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 that was I don't I don't want to speak out of school. That might be classified information, you know. But uh, he said, "Not that pretty." Uh, believe it or not, there's rockets being fired. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, but let me pull this up. So, you know, so one thing that's going on right now is at first, you know, first the attack happened on Israel and everyone, of course, was just like, this is horrendous stuff. Um, and then Israel said, okay, we respond now, which was, you know, that's they're like, this is a war, like an act of war has come uh, come to us. And now we're going to end this war with force and, you know, it's war. It's time to, time to kill. And of course that has also been ugly. War is ugly. War is hell. Um, and so now both sides are spinning, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like mainstream kind of Western media that really likes the Palestinians more than Israelis. It seems um, and then it's been like that for a while. But at least when you're talking about like non combat times where it's um, the state of Gaza, the state of the Palestinian people, and, and you go, okay, I could see, I could see maybe why you go, these poor people, you know, like this sucks. Um, but in this, it was, you know, these guys rolled in and they were just like killing women and children. And then like when the bombs start dropping on like Hamas areas, um, you know, obviously innocents were killed, but the news articles would talk about the dead children or civilians um, that were kind of um, uh, collateral damage and like, yes, that's bad. Um, But you know, the, the Hamas literally like went in and targeted women and children, you know, it's, it's
1: both death it's both not good but it ain't the same you know well and hamas is strategically placing storage areas where women and children are
0: yeah oh you know what i wanted to find that clip i totally forgot i uh no no you're absolutely yeah and that's kind of what they do and uh they've spent like most of the, the aid money that they've been getting over the years they put a lot of it into this tunnel structure that's below gaza you know the terrorist tunnel or whatever and so um, they have running water in the tunnels. They have electricity in the tunnels. Um, even even though they've not provided any drinkable water to people in Gaza, to the Palestinians, that's why they have to get their water from Israel um, because there's a nice aquifer there, uh, but they mismanaged it and basically put sewage into the aquifer. And so now, like, instead of having nice, beautiful, clean drinking water that you just need a well for, uh, which they've also – outlawed wells yeah so in, hamas says palestinian person over here you cannot have a well you're look you know y'all can't dig a well and have your own water you must get it from whatever um and it at some point at some point people who was it oh some country maybe it's the un or something but some country sent a bunch of pipes over uh so it's like hey Time to build a water system, you know. Let's let's do this. Look at all these nice, beautiful pipes—six-inch pipes and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and so they made videos of how they would shave down the pipes and everything, and
1: build missiles out of them.
0: <laughs> and, and the launchers too. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah, exactly. And it's just like, okay, so you, so you could have had water by now, but you just turned it into weapons, and like. You got you could have added a uh power generation electric facility uh, but uh you turn it into tunnels and weapons and then like of course you know you got Hamas leadership some Hamas leadership that's in a whole different nation uh but yeah they'll they put their it's been a open secret for years that like under hospitals under elementary schools like all that the the president of Israel not to be confused with the prime minister so not not Netanyahu but whatever the hell the guy's name is. He was given this uh, press conference and um, someone was asking about um, this is right when they shut off. So at some point Israel shut off all the power and water. Cause they're just like, Hey, if y'all are attacking us from this area and we provide you with all the things, if we're at war, we're not going to provide you with your water and power anymore. And people were saying, well, that's a war crime, which I tend to disagree. They say that like, well, if you basically, if you make the citizens suffer collectively as a response, as opposed to going after the the military assets or whatever, like that's a war crime and all that, but it's like, in my view, if I have something to sell like water or power and someone goes, can I buy that? I can say no, you know? And if I go, yeah, you can buy it. You can buy it, Charlie. Have, have some water. Yeah, like, cool. And then you yeah, spit in my eye. Your mother's a whore. I'm like, well, I don't think I'm going to sell you my water anymore. And you go, come on. It's like, I got money. I'm like, yeah, I'm just
1: not going to do it, Charlie. Um, so, I, you know. Plus, when has war not gone after main access of resources? I mean, that's, I mean, the, the, when were talking about it as a siege,
0: like, this is horrible. It's a siege. It's like, right. Siege is actually a warfare term. It's, that's what you do. And it's actually the goal is to of a siege, typically, is to get people to surrender. So you don't have to murder everyone. You try to get the people to turn against the government. Like, this is stupid. This is stupid. Just we'll go with the, you know, the Vikings or whoever, you know, and granted it still has ended in bloodshed num- number of times in the past. Um, but, you know, so, but so anyway, it was after that. So the president was being asked about this in terms of war crimes. And so at some point um, they were talking about, you know, striking houses, all that. He's like, he's like, when there are missiles, He's like, when there's missiles in the goddamn kitchen. And that's what he said. He's like, the goddamn kitchen. He's like, if you tell me that a missile fires from your kitchen, that I am not allowed to fire back. You fire at my family from your kitchen, and you're telling me that's not a military place? It's like, that's... I was sitting there. He's getting mad at me. He's like, the goddamn kitchen. I was like, dang. President cursing. And, like, the God curse. You know? Um, But it's true. They, They do all that. But, so anyway, so now... Now we have you know warring narratives of course everyone's the everyone's the victim, and all that, and everyone's the good guy
1: um so we got this story out of the when it's like every response, so like it's like okay Hamas you know d- did you have to go that far and then it's like israel okay, did you have to go that far and like what's next well you know? and like and it's if you listen to Israel
0: and like they seem to produce. They seem to have content to back it up as evidence. Of course, in this day and age, audio and video content, I just, it's hard to find it to be sufficient. Um, Especially when it's like a government providing it to a news source to prove (laughs) that they're good people, you know? (laughs) Uh, But like years ago, there was a tape of an Israeli soldier. Uh, So typically what they would do, is say there's a normal attack, you know, Moss fired some missiles, right? And so they're like, all right, it's coming from this building. And that building is, of course, also an apartment complex. So what they do is they'd contact, they knew, they know everyone that lives there, you know, because all their their technology and espionage and all that kind of crud, all the normal government stalking stuff. Um, So what they do is they contact people in the building and they'd say, get out. You know, get out. We're going to bomb there. That's a Hamas installation. So they had this, uh, and sometimes they'd have knock bombs, where it was just a dead, like a dud missile that would like land, and then it's like people go, "Up, oh, next one's not going to just knock." You know, uh, but they have this audio of this special forces guy or whatever talking to this Palestinian. He's like, "He's like, I need you to go around and evacuate the building in 20 minutes. We're going to be launching missiles there. Uh, it's there's Hamas." Hamas is there, and we need to take out the facility. And the guy's like, I need more than 20 minutes. I need hours. And he's like, well, no, no, there's not hours. we got 20 minutes. We just need you to evacuate the building because uh, we don't want anybody to die. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm not going to do that. You know, it's like if the children have to die, they die. And he's like, oh, no, please, brother. No, no, we, we don't want that. It's like, well, let's get all everyone out. Let's get all the innocents out. And he's like, this will show the world your brutality. Like, you know, you dr- if you have to drop the bomb, drop the bomb. But you will kill children. You will kill women. And, and then we will show the world your brutality. And, and because of that, it'll be fine. And so, you know, they got this audio. where. It, and so, like, assuming it's real, it does appear that more often than not, in typical strikes outside of the sort of massive thing, um, that they try to, um, give notice to Palestinians. Like Your building's about to be, gone. I mean, it doesn't help to have your home wiped out. Like, cool. You know, I got out with my life, but it would have been cool if you didn't destroy my house. Um, and, um, so it seems like they take precautions to attempt to minimize civilian death, you know, um, it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts, yeah. And in this, I know they say they've been doing the same thing, where, like, they've been saying evacuate. Everyone in these areas, evacuate, evacuate, evacuate. And Hamas has been saying, ignore the dirty Jew. Like, they're not, you know, they don't know what's up. Um, stay. And so, been conflicting things, leadership system. And then, um, a road to... And so then, at some point, they turned water and power back on in southern uh, Gaza. And so, like, look, just go to southern Gaza. <clears throat> like, you don't need to go to Israel or Egypt. Just go to southern Gaza. Like, we're not bombing there. And, uh, and so people started, like, loading up. And they go, and during this time, we won't bomb these roads at all. Yeah. You know? and, uh And so people started loading up in cars. And so Gaza took big old trucks and blocked the roads so nobody could get through. And so, or Hamas, uh, blocked the road so no one can get through. And so it's like, it's like, okay, what it seems like your goal is getting everybody killed, which I do think, you know, uh, Scott Horton, I retweeted something he did the other week. He runs antiwar.com. He's pretty, is a pretty sharp guy when it comes to some of the Middle East conflict stuff. Um, And, like, he had, a, I think, a family friend or relative uh, who, like, she was somebody that would um, help Palestinians, like, provide them aid and, I think, help them get resources and all that. And that was kind of her life's dedicated work. Um, She got killed by Hamas. Um, And so, uh, but anyway, he was talking about, you know, this is ugly and what they're doing is terrorism. But, you know, terrorism has a goal. What's the goal? And like, yeah, they do that. They're doing this because they want a response. What's the response they want? Are you giving them that response? What comes from there? And um, and I think, especially when you consider people that can hide underground, you get a lot of leadership in different countries, and then you have these people. Um, and, you know, that's martyrdom is is um, sacred. You know, it's a, it's a good, like, martyrdom is positive. Uh, and so it's just like, all right. The more Palestinians that get killed by Israelis, the more likely they are to be able to enlist help from Lebanon, Iran, maybe talk Egypt into it, maybe get, you know, Saudis have been a little warmer with Iran, maybe get the Saudis involved, or at least the Saudis not to oppose, Um, you know, so you can bring in these other forces from around and perhaps get a nice, you know, surround Israel, and so, you know, U.S. will get involved, of course, Uh, but there's Ukraine to deal with and probably Taiwan soon. And, you know, if you can get enough people in there, then maybe you can get Israel to say, fine, we leave, like we leave, it's all Palestine now. Or maybe, you know, between all those forces, they get a chance to just, you know, take it out without surrender, you know, um, you know, from the river to the sea, um, which man i've been seeing like little kids like high schoolers and stuff chanting that in school like doing a little protest from the river to the sea palestine will be free are they i don't know if they understand that that means like genocide you know or the very least literally everyone just picking up and walking out of a country which is not going to happen so you're talking about killing every non you know non muslim non palestinian from the river to the sea which is the whole country, you know, and like it's hard to, it's really hard. Oh, and these protests. It's so like that one at least has a clever chance, you know, where you go, All right, you don't understand. Like you just think, Oh, from the, they'll be free in the whole land. It's like, that's not what that means. It but it rhymes.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> rhymes.
0: And like, it's like, Oh, I want to be free everywhere. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's not what it means, but you can understand why someone uninformed could think that it's a nice thing, right? In Sydney, Australia, When they're chanting Gas the Jews, that was pretty much pretty on the nose, you know, like it doesn't seem like they're looking for peace. And then when they had like swastika flags and stuff, and it's just like, all right. You're showing up with swastikas, chanting Gas the Jews, and we're supposed to see you as a good guy? Like it just It's difficult. It's a difficult... It's hard It's hard to play the victim while chanting, genocide is good, you know? Um, but here we are, and that's what they do. So, <laughs> this article here from the Algeminer, um, a top leader of the Palestinian terrorist organization, Hamas. <laughs> Hamas. <laughs> Well done. Thank you. I just a little bit there. <laughs> Hamas pointedly refused to apologize for the group's October seventh program in southern Israel, uh, intimating his uh, his willingness to sacrifice vast numbers of people in the service of his cause. Nations are not easily liberated. Khaled Mashal, the former chairman of Hamas and one of the leading figures based abroad, told the Saudi broadcaster Al Arabiya in an interview. Da, 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 the Russians sacrificed 30 million people in World War II in order to liberate it from Hitler's attack. The Vietnamese, sacri- which, by the way, I mean, they were friend like Iran. Iran loved Hitler, like the, the Shah of Iran. Like, I'm pretty sure that's why they went from Persia to Iran, because it means Aryan. There's like, I love that guy. And so anyway, uh, <laughs> so to be like, hey, they had to liberate Russia from the Nazis. It's like you were rooting for the other team. Um Anyway, the Vietnamese sacrificed three and a half million people until they defeated the Americans. Afghanistan sacrificed millions of martyrs to defeat the USSR and then the U.S. The Algerian people sacrificed six million martyrs over 130 years. The Palestinian people are just like any other nation. No nation is liberated without sacrifices. Let's see. So he was the undisputed leader in Hamas uh, when it won the majority seats in 2006. And then led the to Civil War. Yada, yada, yada. Um... Let's see. This had something else good in it. Yeah, they tried to assassinate Israel. Actually, successfully poisoned him, and uh, so he was dying. And then the U.S. and Jordan was just like, "Give him the antidote." You can't assassinate the leader of the uh, the political party that has been elected to rule Palestine. You know, so Israel was fine. Here's the antidote, <laughs> <laughs> and so it ain't in die. Um, Howdy in the corner. <laughs> <"Fine>. <laughs> Poison next time, I guess. Um, so he was asked about, um, what they've been doing and whether Hamas, um, should apologize for atrocities with all due respect, your question, forgive me for saying this apologies should be demanded from Israel. You asked me a question. I am answering with clarity. Hamas does not kill civilians on purpose. It focuses on the soldiers period is what he said, which That sentence, we'll revisit in a minute. Hamas does not kill civilians on purpose. Um, So a question about uh, Hezbollah is, uh, the Lebanese front is now on fire, and we are grateful for that. Whether it's done by the Lebanese, by Palestinians, or by anyone, Hezbollah has an active role there. Those clashes in the south Lebanon are good and support our cause, but the scope of the battle, when the title is Al-Aqsa Flood, and when the heinous crime is perpetrated against Gaza... Greater things are needed, certainly. But we should not single out Lebanon and Hezbollah. And he called out to Egypt. Let's talk about the countries bordering with Israel. The great Egypt uh, that has waged large wars. Today, the Egyptians are boiling with anger. We salute the Egyptian people, and we want more. I demand a more powerful position by Egyptian leaders, he he declared. And then um, when he was asked about hostages, he said... Before talking about prisoners held by us, there are prisoners held by the enemy. There are 5,500 of them, and now they number 10,000. Every day, Israel arrests 100, 200, or 1,000 from the West Bank. The rule we follow is that prisoners are swapped for prisoners, he continued. We took over 1,000 prisoners in exchange for Galad Shalit, an Israeli soldier kidnapped in 2011. Uh, today, we have in our hands dozens of soldiers and officers. Inshallah, we will use them to empty the Israeli prisons and all our sons and daughters from all the factions will be released inshallah, um, which is weird that they translate everything but inshallah, you know like i don't know it's like God willing, like that's what it means, like God willing, you know, or if it's God's will or something like that, but you'd think I mean like for them just to like leave that one word in there it's, i don't, i don't know I find it weird i don't know if, it, if there's any great meaning to it, but maybe maybe everyone knows what it means now or something i don 't know. But anyway, so that guy is just like, look, we don't kill civilians. We only kill soldiers. That's what we do. Hamas only kills soldiers. So, um, you know, yeah, of course, we've got some prisoners of war and they've got prisoners of war um, as opposed to like we have grandmothers and stuff. And it's like, oh, they're all prisoners of war. We got it's just normal. No big deal. No big deal. Hamas does not target civilians. (laughs) <clears throat> so, um, there was some documents pulled off of some of the cats that did the big invasion, you know, Hamas or Hamas Friendly or whatever. But uh, documents exclusively obtained by NBC News show that Hamas created detailed plans to target elementary schools and a youth center in the Israeli kibbutz of Kafar Saad to kill as many people as possible, seize hostages, and quickly move into the Gaza- move them to the Gaza Strip. The attack plans, which are labeled top secret in Arabic, appear to be orders for two highly trained Hamas units to surround and infiltrate villages and target places where civilians, including children, gather. Israeli soldiers are determining the death toll and the kibbutz. Um, but yeah, they're found on the bodies of Hamas terrorists by Israeli first responders and share with the news. Um, can you scroll down to that map? Are yep. you looking at it? Yep. Yeah, so that's kind of what the plan looks like. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's got, um, it says Combat Unit 1 is directed to contain the new Dot school, while Combat Unit 2 is to collect hostages, search the B'nai Akiva Youth Center, search the old Dahat school. I did not pronounce any of this stuff. <laughs> Dude, all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, look at me um another page level top secret maneuvers described a plan for most unit to secure the east side uh while a second unit controls the west it says kill as many as possible and capture hostages other orders include surrounding the dining hall and holding hostages in it so like conflicting directions it's almost like the guy's not being honest (laughs) it's like they instructed uh all the people on the ground to go after civilians and take hostages and kill them he goes no we would never do that it's like it looks like you did like no we didn't do that it's a good old wasn't me no didn't happen i mean of course we saw it happen but they're like oh it's incidental i guess man did you see the stupid thing on uh on like twitter and everything like first there's a report about um forget what like it was like, Oh, 40 babies have been killed. Some beheaded. And some people simplified that into 40 babies have been beheaded. And so then there was this like fight on whether 40 babies were beheaded or just killed and not beheaded. And it's like, what are we talking about? (laughs) Like I, I get, I get that beheading is a lot worse. Um, are we all able to agree that maybe a couple babies were beheaded? But if not, forty babies were killed, like murdered. That's bad, no matter what, right? Like it's not good to murder babies. And I'm not even talking about the pro life argument here. I mean, they're born, they're babies. You know, they're babies.
1: They exist. Um, I, so you're splitting hairs over how it was done.
0: Yeah, because like it would come out of these stories about you know they were attempted desecrate bodies. There was another. Um, video clip that came out once again from Israel. So, you know, grain of salt and all that, and I don't know the language. So that's the other thing. I got to trust the translations. But it's a uh, it's a uh, Hamas guy being um, interviewed by, Israel. like he's been captured and he's being grilled, and the guy is like, "Why did you take women and children?" And they go. He's like, "To have our way with them." Or first, I don't want to talk. He's like, "You're going to talk." He's like, oh, "To have our way with them." He's like, "What does that mean?" He goes, "To to, uh, to dirty them, to to rape them." And it's like, "Okay." So it's like you took the women and children to rape them in order to dirty them, to desecrate their bodies, you know. Um, and so I was just like, "Yeah." And like, it's difficult, you know. Of course, when one side's releasing not propaganda or whatever. But all indications point to that being true because I mean, we looked at the number of like twenty something year old women, and then they drove, I mean, there's videos that Hamas released uh, online that showed you know, young women's corpses, but like, yeah, look at her and, like you know, in states of disrobe there's there's a video of a woman that was like getting, I think pushed into a vehicle or maybe moved from one vehicle to the other. And, um, she was, she was bleeding, you know, down below where it appears that she had been raped already. Um, and you know, through her clothes and everything. And so like it all indications say that this is true. I mean, and just gut reaction, you get a bunch of dudes, like, I'm not going to say, let's just say. Any raid of a town in histories of war, you know, whether it's the the Mongols or what have you, like when kind of an old fashioned raid where you're going after women, children, everything. What do the guys do with the women? I mean, over and over again. Throughout the, that's why everyone's related to Genghis Khan, you know, because he did a lot of raping, and he had his harem too, but also a lot of raping. So Kublai Khan was not all that much better so that was so that kind of conflicts with the dude a little bit and then this one just popped up today this is not a happy article this is from the daily mail um where i just saw today what is october 20th that's today today the 22nd okay so it's from friday um this woman from jersey uh moved to israel 20 years ago let's see A volunteer who works in a military base morgue cleaning the bodies of mutilated Israeli soldiers before they're buried says the brutality of Hamas massacre of innocents is worse than the Holocaust. Sherry Sherry, has the grim task of pulling mutilated corpses from the body bags that are lined up on stretchers at the morgue at the uh, Shura military base near Tel Aviv before preparing them as best she can for funerals. The architect and mother of four told Mail Online I heard stories about Auschwitz as a child growing up in Jersey. Uh, but what I've seen here with my own eyes is worse than the Holocaust. Uh, let's see. It's so basically, let's see. It's so basically she volunteered so she could like clean females bodies. Um, and, uh, for burial. And she said in part to prevent, um, young people from having to see the horrors and also to make sure that, um, you know, the, the women soldiers could have a proper burial and all that kind of stuff. Um, She said, we wash bodies and prepare them for burial. We try to bring them dignity and death. Um, But, let's see. But what these barbarians did to these people is beyond words. There's evidence of mass rape so brutal that they broke their victim's pelvis. Women, grandmothers, children. I volunteered to prepare the bodies of murdered women to give them respect they deserve. I'm a mother from New Jersey. I moved to Israel 20 years ago. I'm a normal person. I've never expected to be confronted by what I've seen people whose heads have been cut off, women standing in their night dresses, woken up and shot, faces blasted off, heads smashed and their brains spilling out. A baby was cut out of a pregnant woman and beheaded and then the mother was beheaded. Um so yeah, women and children burned to charcoal. Um so anyway, that's uh that is a report from somebody who's cleaning bodies and it's uh you know, Seeing that kind of stuff, it's, you know, it's hard to, for. it's just, I, I don't see how people can, I see how people go, well, the Palestinians aren't Hamas, That's um, just true. I mean, they elected them, but they haven't had an election again in years, and odds are, you know, I think there's reports that even though they still poll with like 50 to 70% support in the region, <clears throat> a lot of people are just like. Yeah, support them because you don't know if you're gonna get clipped, you know. Right. Uh, so you can't really stand up against them too strongly. Excuse <clears throat> Um, that's you know just another story that kind of stands in opposition to the to the we don't target civilians um, narrative. Um,
1: that was a rough one. <laughs> that's I mean, could you imagine? It just seems like. I would just wish people would understand that Hamas is treating the Palestinian people like cattle. Yes. Yeah. It, it, I not even like I mean cattle at
0: least gets eaten at some point. Right. Or like killed for food like that. I don't they're I mean they're pawns. They're Yeah, they're just stuck and their job is to be martyred, you know, like and they're not choosing to be martyred, you know, most of them. Uh but they're not getting given a choice. Um And like It's just difficult because, you know, whatever you want to say about Israel, like it's not like Hamas has ever been anything different in terms of like honesty or whatever, like the, um, I don't think we need to pull up the article, but do you remember last week the uh, bombing at the hospital? So first came out, Hamas said, Israel's bombed a hospital, 500 civilians and children are dead. And so everyone's like, oh, that's messed up. And a lot of people like Rashida Tlaib and who's, you know, elected official in our government and uh, some of that kind of Ilhan Omar, they're like, this is disgusting, you know, Israel bombing a hospital. Can't You know, we should not support Israel. We should, you know, all this stuff. They came out really strong against what happened. And, And then Israel started looking at it and they're just like, that's not our rocket and they're like we have video of it from three different angles and you can watch all these missiles being launched from palestine and one just duds out and falls down and then the next morning find out it didn't even land on the hospital it landed on the parking lot next to the hospital which i'm sure some people died i'm sure like you know some windows got blasted out and stuff like that and that was the other thing it was right these are just like we leave massive craters that <laughs> which i think is a fair point like if we would hit like you would notice like this there's no crater we blew out some windows like cars are still there so they're just like no our our bombs go boom this one went and so it's like one of those things where you know a thing happens and just right away it's just disinformation disinformation and uh and you just sit back and you back and go, and just, I think you, what you have to do is wait to see how things shake out. Cause everybody just floods in with BS. And then you got to try to filter through the responding BS. But like with that one, I mean, there's still people are still trying to push it here and there, but <clears throat> it's just like, Oh, that didn't happen. Like it just straight up. Didn't happen. You know? Um, but once again, kind of like the decapitated babies, it was like, we should fight about this on the internet for a while. And, um, some people just dig in, it's just like, ah. I'm just digging in. This is what happened. I know it's what happened. It's like you weren't there. And then once again released by Israelis. Um, uh, but they 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 monitor lots of things, if you can imagine that. And so there's this conversation that they grabbed and these uh, two dudes talking and they're just like like, Hey, did you hear the hospital got struck? And like he's like, Yeah. He's like, it was one of ours. He he called it the what do you call it? Islamist jihad. He's like, it's from the side of Islamist jihad, and it's like, what? He's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. They they said they looked at the shrapnel. It's local shrapnel. It's ours. It's ours. It's like, oh. hospital oh my god and so he's like what where was it and he's like it was fired from the cemetery that's next to the hospital he's like there's a cemetery next to the hospital he's like yes if you go in it's kind of over there on the right oh yes the cemetery i know the cemetery he's like so the missiles so it launched there yes it launched there and then and so it was one of those things like in this conversation they're admitting they're talking about a shooting missiles from a cemetery and hospital which is technically a war crime and uh the two they're just like yep that was ours like oh no like that's that's not good <laughs> it's like yes yeah, not good but like the, the um the casual nature in which they were discussing like to the point where like man so we accidentally hit our own hospital damn it's like it was shot from where it's like i don't even know that place oh i do know that place I do know that place. It's like they're yeah.
1: having coffee.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just having coffee, like the cemetery, behind, you know, the cemetery where we keep the missiles next to the hospital. It's like, oh,
1: yes, I do
0: know it. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, but you know, it's—I don't even think I want to go into that. Um, but of course, everything's escalating, and you know, just I guess before moving to escalation i don't i you know I've been trying to think about this, right, so we know I mean we know the Hamas invasion happened. we know that they definitely targeted civilians and they definitely killed a lot of them and then they definitely took hostages um you know, you can conflate whether there's um, you know people can talk about morality and all that kind of stuff if they want to, but we know these things happened, right. So you're Israel, you're a country, and all of a sudden this nasty attack happens, right? And it's from a group who openly calls for your destruction. They say, we want Israel to not exist. We want everyone to die. Uh, Give us our land back or die. Either way, we're happy. Um, And now they're attacking and going after civilians specifically, not just like launching explosives, not aiming at, at military targets, but, you know, actively taking down the defenses in a, in a very coordinated attack like it was very well done um and brutal um what do you do because i know it's tough like i mean they're bombing the crap out of gaza and people and you know we know things are hidden uh, in residential areas um but like for real like if you're contr- like so even with peace is the goal you know self-defense is okay like self-defense is required. Like if anything, um, you know, one of the purposes of having a government is um to defend the people of that nation against attacks from, you know, domestic or foreign. Um so you got this area that is kind of like its own country. I mean, it's not, but it kind of is. And it's essentially declared war on you and gone and killed thousands. Which, by the way, have you heard the the per capita thing that people have been doing? A lot of right-wing people like uh, Ben Shapiro have been doing this. And I think it's stupid. They go, this many people died in the attack. But, you know, per capita, if it was as many people in Israel as America, it would have been like 40,000 people dead. So it would have been more than died in 9-11. And it's just like, well, that's not how that works. You don't kill per capita. Like, I understand with, like, the flu, why you might say, like, it doesn't
1: make sense why would you yeah how do those correlate
0: well i don't know because that's the thing like with covid when they do it and they're like well this many people died in north dakota but if there's only 12 people in north dakota so it took out a bunch of the population so you go okay so you're you know it's not that north dakota had no cases it's just that there's not too many people there so um and so that makes sense but this makes no sense they go well if you look at a per capita it's like this many people died it's like no it was bad it's bad enough. you don't have to like say it's like forty thousand people died. The actual number of thousands that died is sufficient, you know like i I don't get it it's I think it's kind of the you know Republicans you know love fundraising stuff off of um support for Israel, and so sometimes i think I think it's just their way of being like, like you don't know, it's even worse it's worse than nine eleven and you know people in America might be like, well. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's worse than nine eleven. You know, a lot of people died nine eleven. So, it's, but it's, I don't know. It's it's stupid. But anyway, my point is, so you respond, and and you know that in the past you've responded kind of casually. Um, I don't know, casually, but you know, rock it in, rock it out, and then that's just that, and then that's kind of you go, okay. Uh, but clearly, that's not been working. Um, clearly. They've been chilling for two years. Um, Do I have it in here? Let me see. I don't think I do. Well, maybe. Um, In one of these articles, it just talked about how Hamas decided um, a while ago to take years to pretend that their focus was going to be on water and um, getting passes so they can go into Israel to work and all that kind of stuff to focus on the, the life of the Palestinians, water, power being able to work and free transport but that was all bs they were just pretending that that was their focus while they're planning this massive attack okay so you you know assuming that's true i mean it appears to be true just because it was a massive attack that occurred so like assuming that you've been trying to like nibble around the edges this whole time and it's kind of been fine you know you intercept you throw a thing it's largely fine death happens every now and then um, but something like this happens. How do you respond to protect your citizens, to defend your country, without just, like, without doing what they're doing right now? You know, without just bombing the crap out of Gaza and and like going, you know, like we're gonna go until they're gone. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what else one does.
1: You know? Yeah. I look at like the one shoulder. That's like, well, that's extreme, and it's like, well. If I was in the country, I would want that. Yeah. And, like, you know, if someone, yeah, you think about, like, just,
0: uh, I don't know, say, uh, next door, there's a drug house or something, a house full of ne'er do wells, right? And they're up all the time doing, doing math and, I don't know, tattooing Satan on their forehead or something. <laughs> but, but, like, and you're just, you know, you're always like, hey, you know, keep your beer cans off my yard. They throw man throw them back or whatever maybe get them written up by the city then one day they come in and you know they kill your family and you're just like and you know i know that my instinct my you know my rage and all that would tell me like what i should do is kill everyone in that house you know in a brutal way just burn them inside lock them inside and just kill them all and like is that good no you know it's not good um but they're all like i'm at this point like there's been there's been death there's been a it's like we're out to kill you, and uh so it's like okay what do, do I just call the city and hope something happens um you know, maybe they all get arrested somehow, or but they oh no one saw there's no you know like what happens it's just like you know how how do you respond, you know, and yeah, you know, I just. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know how like war sucks and I hate like I hate the violence. I hate um you know the stories of the Palestinian people like losing their homes, losing their children. They're writing children's names on their legs now so just in case they get separated um, in the hospital or whatever that um, maybe they can get matched back up later. And like it's all horrible, you know. I just don't know like if you Israel and Hamas is holding the entire Palestinian people hostage and going better not respond or you know we'll kill our people you know it's yeah i don't know how else you go about it you know and like it seems like i mean trying to drive the populace south so they can bomb the hell out of up north seems like a not a bad strategy you know um of course then Hamas says no you don't get to go south and so
1: yeah, at least they're trying.
0: Yeah, and like you know, war is brutal. Like war is brutal and it's just I I just don't yeah, I've been trying to think of like what's the you know, how what what's the what is the the peaceful way to go about this. And I just don't think <clears throat> I don't know. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I mean, what do you you think the definition of peace is? changed in 20 well not just 2023 but as of recent
0: yeah well yeah because i just don't know i mean like like what the hell do you do like what's the peaceful response to like where someone goes no we just think all of your people should be dead you know and they're calling for around the globe and like people are you know like do you see these stories of like uh, jewish people in america and other countries getting harassed getting assaulted getting all this stuff and and you know people are the hamas and some of these other people like Moss are like, yeah, everyone around the world, like, come on, like it's time to do this. And, um, Friday the 13th. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When they were like the day of rage, which ended up being nothing. (laughs) They didn't even wear their hockey masks, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how you come up with a peaceful negotiation with that, you know? And if someone says, no, it's just, if you go to someone and say, let's not fight, let's compromise. You know, And they go, my compromise is I kill you. And you go, listen, let's not do that. Let's compromise. Figure out how to make it work best for me, or best for us. They go, well, best for me is I kill you. Best for me is you and your family's dead. And I'm going to go ahead and do that. And you go, look, I just don't want to do that. And then they pull out a knife and stab you. It's like, well, you shoot them. You shoot them in the face. And like, is that peaceful? No. Is it good? Probably not.
1: But, like, what the hell are you going to do? Just sit there and wait for them to stab you again? Right. It's kind of, I mean, it's natural human reaction. So this is just a, a group of human reaction. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, like, at uh, this level it is. I mean, it's war. Like, it's war. Like, it's, that's what they, they declare war. We're going to finish it. And you know, everyone's like, well, don't go too hard. It's like, I mean, how, how hard? Right. <laughs> It's war. How hard does one go? What is that? (laughs) Yeah. And I think one of the biggest problems with um, contemporary wars, probably starting in Vietnam, um, is this idea of trying to wage a nice war. I think it's crueler in the long run. I mean, how long, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan. um, Like, first time we went to Iraq, we didn't take out Saddam because we said, ah, we don't want, you know, we've got Kuwaiti, like, we got him out of Kuwait, we don't have to take out Saddam. And probably part of it was, like, he kind of keeps Iran in check and all that sort of, that that sort of calculus. Um, But it was like, oh, peaceful, we just left. And then, you know, later, Saddam's like, alright, I'm gonna still do my thing, you know. Now, granted, the second time we went in, he didn't really, he hadn't done anything the second time we went in, other than, like, killing his people like he normally did, but as far as things to the U.S., like, the whole weapons of mass destruction thing didn't really work out um but you know we took him out and you know we went to afghanistan we did that but we we didn't want to have a mean war we wanted to have a nice war which involves staying there for 20 years and like constantly like occupying people's land and like having soldiers walk around with guns like don't worry we're being nice now you know occasionally killing people it's like that's that's the nice way to do it. It's just slow, like we slowly bleed. They slowly bleed. Like everyone's just slowly bleeding. It's like, I don't know. It's, I think like just mean ass warfare. And then you get and then you're done. Like that's the thing. Hard, extreme warfare. Like open the gates of hell and then close them. Yeah. You know, it's like, like. kill as many people and destroy as many things until your enemy loses the will to fight and then stop fighting them. You know, I mean, like Japan is an ally now, you know, like we dropped nuclear bombs on that country and like, you know, we wrecked that place for a while and, uh, and now I'm not saying it's a good thing or, you know, all's well that, I mean, but all's well that ends well to a certain degree, you know, like after things kind of settled and things have progressed, we're not fighting. We're not in a state of elevated tension, you know, like it's just. That was the thing, and it's over. You know, it was. It's a Germany, you know, like yeah, Germany went pretty hard in the paint there, and um, but afterwards, rebuilding. It's over. We don't go. Don't you think about it, Germany? Germany's just like, look, we don't like talking about the forties. You know, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. We've moved on. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've moved. Let's not talk about the forties. Like we were, <laughs> it was a Family Guy. Like what happened? to it we were on vacation? The whole country was on vacation. <laughs> oh man, I just remembered the Nazi in Canada getting the standing ovation. That was still good. Um, well. I guess to end on something not as dark. Um it was two weeks ago that Matt Gates did his big play to get uh well oh. I was about to call him Kevin Bacon. Uh Kevin McCarthy out. I think I'm gonna prefer to call him Kevin Bacon. Um so he's McCarthy probably huh? connected to Kevin Bacon. I mean in six, six degrees. degrees. <laughs> <laughs> um probably is. I mean he's from California did you hear that kevin bacon like he has this house uh, in like the northeast somewhere it was like this farm mm-hmm. the haunted thing mm-hmm. yeah the guy didn't want to sell it to him so it's like you have to tear down this house because i'm worried about you being possessed and so he's like okay so he tore down the haunted house on his property in order to close on the deal but maybe the ghosts are still there maybe kevin bacon is possessed you know that's why he's done so many movies driven by the devil uh, anyway so, uh, you know, Matt Gates is big play. They got Kevin McCarthy out. And so then people are like, well, who's going to be the speaker? And so then Steve Scalise, who was like the number two, he's like, I'll jump in there. And then, um, a lot of the, uh, more, I guess the freedom caucus type people, they're like, we want Jim Jordan <clears throat> and Jim Jordan in the past was like, I don't want to be speaker. But finally he's like, all right, okay, okay, okay so they go in, they're like, we're going to vote behind closed doors to see who our nominee is. And then we'll have a real vote because we don't want to look like idiots again. So they go and Steve Scalise gets the most votes, um, but not enough votes. Right. And still fairly split. And so they're talking about like, okay, what do we do? How do we unify this? And at some point Scalise is like, you know what? I don't see me getting the votes. I'm going to step down. We'll just Jim Jordan. Okay. And so Jim Jordan it's somebody that uh, like his Freedom Caucus, so like the, um, you know, he had Trump's endorsement, and so there's a lot of, lot of, um, I don't know what even call them the more right wing or something of the Republican Party. Um, they really like him. The moderates don't because he's associated a lot with Trump and with. Um, yeah, just with Trump and with being a uh, pain in the ass, basically. And so these moderates are in like purple districts where they go, "I need to win re-election." And, you know, these two-year terms are not a joke. And so he could—he has, yeah, uh, twenty Republicans go against him the first time, so he didn't get the speakership. <clears throat> Twenty-two the next time didn't get the speakership. Ah, that fans dry me out. Um, and then on the third go, oh, he lost even more votes, and um, so he stepped down. And so now they're going into it again, and they have like five people that have thrown their hats into the ring, and they still don't know how it's going to shake out. Um, there is, let me see, I got a whole list. This is out of order. It's going to be second to last tab there, the who's in. Um, <clears throat> I found that. Some of these, like Reuters and stuff, they don't let you read their articles, but if you go through MSN, <clears throat> you can read them for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, I dislike it because MSN kind of sucks, but I want to read the articles for free. I don't want to pay for them. All right, so some guy named Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma. So he's chairman of the Conservative Republican Study Committee, largest caucus in Congress. He's then never heard of him. <clears throat> Austin Scott, Georgia lawmaker, who kept a lo- relatively low profile in 12 years, which probably means he's been making money. <coughs> Damn. Throw his dry. Um, never heard of him. Austin Scott. No, yeah, that was the guy that was just making money. Uh, Pete Sessions, Texas Congressman, who chairs the House Rules Committee. He's then Jack Bergman of Michigan, retired Marine Corps. <clears throat> Man, I'm dying here. Um uh, and Tom Emmer is actually an interesting one. Never heard of him. He's from Minnesota, but he's the number three Republican and the chief vote counter. Uh so he is already number three. Kevin McCarthy's endorsed him. Um, former ice hockey coach. I don't know why that's relevant. Um but his strength in this, I think, is that um he has a decent Freedom Works score, which Freedom Works is like um uh, like a right-wing fundraiser, uh, what's it called? And, yeah, they write lots of articles and stuff, you know. What the hell is it called? We've got places that just, like, come up with ideas and, and write articles and try and inform policy. Um, think think. Ah, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I got there eventually. I was like, it's a thinky thing. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, they give scores to everybody based on their voting. All right. So, you know, 100%, it means, you know, you voted with freedom 100% of the time, according to them. And sometimes, I mean. Voted with freedom. Yeah, well. For the most part, a lot of times, I'm in agreement with a lot of the stuff they say. Um, Like, uh, they consider the um, authorization of force, the AUF authorization for use of force, uh, voting to continue that they consider against freedom. So they say if you vote to continue that, the thing that lets us go around and play war in the Middle East for no reason because we're not at war with anybody, apparently. But so when you vote to authorize that, they go, well, that's a point in the wrong direction. So I like that. And so like this guy has like this session, he's like 100% with them. Overall, he's like 84%. Um, By comparison, Kevin McCarthy was like, 72 percent overall something like that and so i think he's got a score where the freedom caucus type people could be like okay look we've got we've got a a guy that's more on the freedom side he's got no name recognition no one knows who the hell he is so the moderates can say he's a moderate guy he's been the number three in charge he's a good guy blah 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 so i think he's an interesting one that could actually be this dark horse that gets there that no one saw coming because no one thought this would happen. And then, uh, Byron Donald's is an interesting one. I don't really care about everyone else, but Byron Donald's is from Florida. He's, uh, where is he from? I don't know, but he's one of the few like black Republicans. And, uh, he's only been in office for a couple, maybe one session or something, just a couple years. He's how I found out that Congress people have, a, have like a basketball league, like yeah the the US House of Representatives is like summer camp for lawyers like they have basketball leagues and baseball leagues and all this stuff like he posted this thing one time where he was doing an interview and uh and so you know suit tie and all that stuff where he's wearing basketball shorts because he said he was in the middle of a game and someone's like hey like Fox or somebody wants to interview you You have a couple minutes he's like oh yeah yeah. yeah. so he runs to his locker puts on a <coughs> tie and a shirt <coughs> And just sits down to do the interview. I was just like, wait, you're playing basketball in the middle of the day? It's a work day, you yeah, know." I'm dying. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, we don't. Have, they're going to probably vote this time. Maybe something will happen. I don't know. Me. All right, we're going to just end this because I'm dying. But uh, like and subscribe, please, before I die,
1: Charlie. What do you got? <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs>
0: please like us, like us, or I die. Bye.
1: <laughs> That's it. That.